And hello and welcome to our program. I'm Nick Batista along with Nathan Jones. And today we're going to be talking about thirst for Christ as we look at the book of Revelation chapter 22. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Well, thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity to study your word, Lord. Uh, Revelation 22 is exciting because we're learning about heaven, our eternal home. And I thank you, Lord, for this time together. And all those who tuned in, Lord, may they be blessed with your teachings in your precious name. Amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuning into a wonderful program as we're looking at Thirst for Christ, the book of Revelation. Uh, Nathan, we have been going through this wonderful, wonderful study in the book of Revelation, and it's been really fascinating. Uh, of course, um, in one of our programs, I ended up doing more of a little bit of a, a devo because we had some technical glitches. So we understand how technology is at times. But Nathan, you and I have been spending uh, quite a time in, in, in the book of Revelation encouraging people about heaven, and I think you and I would agree, Nathan, that today that is a very important subject matter considering all the things that are happening in the world around us. Well, heaven's our hope. I mean, we know that this world is pretty messed up. I know here in Texas, we're just sighing in relief after this morning the Austin bomber finally uh, detonated his own self. Wow. 23 year old guy, real sad. And he sent mail packages all over Austin. And, Two people died, and four people were hurt, and then he killed himself. And, oh. I mean, this is becoming almost a, a weekly story where we're hearing yeah. school shootings in Maryland, and then previously in Florida near you. And, yeah. I, and the world's a mess, and so we hope that there's something better than this. And there is. The Bible prophesies that right. we'll have the thousand-year reign of Christ here on this earth coming up. But after that, relevant to our subject is Revelation 21 and 22, mm. which talks about the, our eternal home in heaven. Absolutely, and Nathan, yeah, there's a lot of tragedies, and how nice to know where our address will ultimately be. It's going to be heaven for those that have trusted in Christ. So very exciting, and of course, chapter 22, Nathan, you and I, uh, we're looking at verses uh, uh, today, 14 and on. But before we jump on to verses 14 and forward, Nate, might you be able to give us a little bit of a background there, what we're looking at in Revelation 22 before, before we move forward? Oh, certainly. Well, we're getting a painting of the eternal state, our home uh, after the kingdom of Christ is set up and he rules for a thousand years on this earth, God's going to reformat, rebuild, make a brand new earth and heaven called the New Jerusalem. It will be a super city that will come down to this earth. And there we will dwell with uh, God himself as the center of that city forever and ever and ever. And so there's not much about the eternal state in the Bible except what you find in Revelation 21 and 22. So that's what we get. We're getting a detailed description of what our future home will be like, brother. And I tell you, it's exciting to read about what the heaven and uh, the New Jerusalem will be like. It's a super city that's 1,500 miles cubed, and it's made of precious jewels and, and, and gold streets, literally. And, and God's at the center, and he's alive. It's a place of wonder and worship, the river of life, and the tree of life that's found there flowing from the throne of God. And the angels, millions and millions of angels are worshiping God. And we'll be there in our glorified eternal bodies with all our loved ones who have died in Christ. And man, it, it, the Bible ends with the best hope you could possibly imagine. Absolutely. And that's why we hope that uh, individuals that are not maybe familiar with this chapter, that they will take the time to follow along with us because... This is really exciting. So Nathan, yeah, if you could take us forward there, verses 14 and on, uh, again, as we consider this incredible uh, passage and all what it pertains to us as Christians, as believers. Right, right. Well, 
There's just one negative note in all of Revelation 21 and 22, right. and that's the people who will not be going to this new Jerusalem, this mm-hmm. eternal state. And it picks up with verse 14. So uh, Jesus himself says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates of the city. But outside are dogs, sorcerers, and sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters, mm-hmm. and whoever loves and practices a lie. And Nathan, that's exactly what you and I would... That's the news right there. That's a newscast of what's happening today, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you named it, man. Now, it's not particularly giving an entire list. Like, if, if you're a liar... Oh, no, crack the liar there. I'm sorry. If you're, uh, I don't know, you, you uh, steal stuff, that's not listed there, right? Right. And so, well, you'll get in heaven. No, no, no. It's listing some of the sins that are out there. But, so, but it's basically saying that, that those who have not accepted Jesus' salvation, their mm-hmm. sins aren't forgiven... They continue to live in their immorality. They have no entrance into heaven. They are reserved for another place, which we read about earlier, and that's the lake of fire. Yeah. And Nathan, you made a very good point. Of course, we have the Ten Commandments in, in the book of Exodus chapter 20. And of course, any of those commandments is sin, just like we have here. It's a, a lifestyle of practicing these things. And I think, Nathan, I always like to make the distinction between once in a while when we mess up and we sin and we repent towards unrepented sin. Definitely, yeah. I mean, <laughs> all of human life really boils down to one nature decision, and that is, do we accept Jesus Christ, do we, or should say better, surrender to Jesus Christ or not? And the Holy Spirit process, we feel convicted, and we decide, do we accept Christ's salvation, or do we reject it? Do we surrender our lives to Him, or do we continue to live in rebellion? And it's that rebellion which separates us from God. For those who continue to want to live in rebellion against God, they say, God, I don't want anything to do with you. Just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Well, God does so. He leaves right. them alone. But yeah. they are separated from the source of life, which is God. And by separating from the source of life, they exist in the eternal death. And that is their dwelling in the lake of fire. Yeah, and I like and you mentioned, Nathan, of course, in the midst of all this wonderful news, there is truth. There is this uh, bad news for those that don't know the Lord. But then again, heaven is a beautiful place. It's a place where we won't have to worry. We won't have to worry about locking our doors, putting alarm systems, right? Right, right. I mean, it's New Jerusalem. We were talking uh, in previous segments about how if this 1,500 miles cube will we'll be all crammed in there. And, and studies have shown that if there were 20 billion living in the New Jerusalem, we'd each get 70 my, uh, acres cubed. 70 acres cubed. That's amazing. And that's a huge amount of area. So we're not talking about being crammed or stuffed in there. but it's And it's got 12 gates that are constantly open. So yeah. it means we're not living in the city uh, forever, but we it's our home base. We come and go out of the city and into the earth and, and I believe, into the, the universe. God didn't create a universe for nothing. That's right. It's out there. So, you know, we will be at the... You know, the Bible says we can't conceive what God has planned for us, but here in chapter 21 and 22, it gives us a little hint, and what it appears to be is amazing. Man, I get down a little bit because it's sad to think that all these people who are rejecting God are rejecting the, the wonders of it all. You know, they're, they're choosing a lie, so they practice a lie here. Verse 15, they, they, they'd rather live the lie mm-hmm. than accept the truth. And, and that kind of self-delusion yeah. is just so tragic. No, and, and, and that's why, Nathan, it's sad um, what we see here in this chapter, but it also depicts a lot of what is in our world today. 
and this is why as we continue in Revelation, uh, there's actually a lot of good news in ways that uh, we can actually enjoy our relationship with God and see the reason why Christ came to this earth. So thank you, Nate. If you'll continue to take us through that, that's fantastic. Sure. Verse 16 and 17 reads, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Ooh, that's a beautiful passage. And of course, that's why we were talking about thirst for Christ. Uh, I don't know what kind of drinks you like, Nate, and I actually have some Sprite here. But... I was wondering why the Sprite was sitting there in front of you. <laughs> And of course, for those that are, uh, are not watching us, they're listening, they're probably wondering, what is he talking about? And, and it's almost like, you know, when we think about it, what, what quenches your thirst, right, Nathan? What quenches my thirst? Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, soda is good, but honestly, it really doesn't quench your thirst. It's just a temporary fix. But water now, right, that's totally different. Wow, yeah, it's hard to picture that Sprite bubbling out of uh, the guy's throne. <laughs> <laughs> And who knows what the water of life will be, or, or even the question, why do we need water of life? I right. mean, after all, we're in our eternal glorified bodies. Yes. So why do we have to drink from the water of life, and why do we have to eat from the 12 uh, crops of fruit that are produced by the tree of life? Well, I believe that even though our bodies are eternal and glorified, that they still need to be connected to God, the source of Excellent life. Point. To Adam and Eve, they had to eat. Uh, drink uh, and eat and continue to live. Right. And if they didn't, you know, could be that they would have started decaying. And maybe that's our case. That's why God cut off Adam and Eve from the tree of life because they would have continued to live in fallen bodies. So I believe that our source of eternity still requires yes. that we're connected to God, the source of life. Excellent point. And Nathan, of course, and I believe also all these wonderful things in heaven are for our pleasure. I mean, Jesus ate, right, Nathan? He drank mm -hmm. even when he had his glorified body. Oh, yeah. He, he ate fish uh, after he was resurrected. Uh, he talks about the, the wedding supper of the Lamb, which we read about earlier. And a great bridal shower in which when God is spiritually, or Christ is spiritually united with his church, which is if you're a safe, a safe person in this day and age, uh, from the Pentecost to the rapture, then you are the bride of Christ. Uh, you will be connected to Christ spiritually, however that, whatever that means. Uh, it's a mystery to me. I don't, I don't understand what that means. But we will be in a deeper relationship with Christ than, than just a fellowship. And uh, yeah. it's great here that, you know, you and I are part of the bride of Christ yet in that we've been in our resurrected glorified bodies with Jesus but here in verse 17 it's the future where we're going to say something and as the bride we say come let him thirst come whoever desires let him take the water of life freely so that to me blows my mind because the Bible has already been written the end times have already happened Jesus is already on his throne the kingdom is already given to the Father and the Bible is a history book of what's already happened but we are still living in that history. Mm. So it's, it's just crazy to me that we, we can read about our own future in the Bible and <laughs> right. hear the verse about something we say that we haven't said yet, but one day we will. Excellent point. Nathan, that is very fascinating. And, and what I love about that passage there that you pointed out in Revelation 22, uh, verse 17, I, lo I love the few words that stand out to me. Uh, one, of course, is thirst. And then the invitation, uh, whoever desires. 
And, and, and we notice it's volunteer. God never twists anybody's arm right Nathan to come to him or to accept him. You know, Nathan, I find that sometimes people have this wrong um, perspective of God. Uh, many people think that God is just a, a killjoy looking to try to destroy man. And yet here, uh, it's an invitation. Whoever desires, whoever thirsts, uh, whoever wants it, come. And not many people, Nathan, that we extend that invitation to are going to uh, go for it. That's true, that's true. What a connection. I mean, we read earlier in, in verse 17 that where Jesus says he's the Alpha and the Omega, which means the beginning and the end, the first right. and the last. And in other words, his eternality, his, his ancientness, and yet his, he'll never uh, cease to exist. His promises yeah. live as long as him, which is forever. And he also says he's the root and offspring of David, which he said when during his first coming, he, he mentioned that he is Absolutely. not only the father of David, but he's also the offspring of David. In other words, he is the God incarnate who was sacrificed on the cross for our sins. And his power, he's bright and morning star. He's, he's the radiant, perfect, holy father who loves us with all his heart, who is willing to die for us. What That's an awesome. invitation that, that yeah. a being like that to come and I will give you the water of life. And not only, he's not charging us, <laughs> freely, freely. <laughs> that, and you know, Nathan, that, that's why the gospel, and we understand the gospel is not cheap, but it's free, right? In other words, <laughs> it, it, it costs a lot of money to bring out the gospel. Of course, even in, in, in the ministry that you're involved with, there's a lot of bills to pay, right, Nathan? There's a lot of expenses. But, yeah, yeah. but we are Lamb and Lion Ministries, yeah, we got bills to pay because you know, we have a television show that Christ and Prophecy uh, broadcast all over the world. Tomorrow we'll, we'll record another teaching with uh, Bill Salas on Mystery Babylon. Excellent. Here, and we'll record that and air that in a few months. And so, yeah, there's expenses, but that's nothing compared. Really, the gospel, the true expense, was that, that God that's gave right. up his position temporarily to come as a helpless baby, to be sacrificed on the cross, to die for our sins, the perfect God being turned into sin incarnate to die for us so that our punishment for our sins will go by him. Man, that's not cheap. That's priceless. That's right. Jesus is doing all the work on the yeah. cross has paid that price, and now he can offer it freely to us. And Nathan, that's why we say we don't charge for the gospel. The gospel is free, but there was a great price that was paid and at a great cost. And sometimes yeah. we take that for granted, right, Nathan? And we shouldn't, in other words. Right. I mean, it, I, I cringe when I hear worship songs in churches that make Jesus seem like somebody's boyfriend or pastors yeah. who, who talk to, pray to Jesus like he's their old middle school chum. Mm -hmm. and, you know, where's the reverence? Where's the understanding of That's right. the sacrifice that God's made? The, the holy and perfect God, and we are so in, unholy and imperfect. And yet he promises that when we accept him as Savior, he will sanctify us until we're eventually glorified, and we will be sinless. The sin nature will die with our old bodies, mm -hmm. and we will get eternal bodies that no longer have the sin nature. And that is priceless as well. I mean, it costs God a fortune in some life, but it's free to us. It's free to anybody who wants it now. And that's a great point, Nathan. And that's why, of course, to uh, those that are, uh, are part of this program, uh, we recognize uh, we all have different relationships with the Lord, but maybe today, if you find that you've kind of taken your relationship with the Lord for granted, hey, be very thankful. There was a great price that was paid, and God did it because He loves us. And God wants us to go to heaven. That's the whole point of the cross. 
And here we see a resurrected Christ, right, Nathan? We're writing here about a glorified God, not one that is still on the cross. Right, right. Jesus uh, is shown and depicted, in, uh, especially in Catholicism, as still hanging on the cross dead. Yeah. And it's, yes, that we can look back at that and, and take that as, as something special, but that wasn't the end of the story. He, he didn't stay on the cross. He got up off that cross. That's right. You know, he, he, he resurrected from the dead. He pushed a stone aside that required many men to push aside. He, he blew through it, and, and he, he came back in his glorified body. He, he, many, many witnesses, over 500, saw him and testified That's to amazing. it. It so changed the, the terrified uh, fishermen that were his followers that they became strong, mighty preachers that That's were willing right. to die, and they did for their faith. I mean, clearly the resurrection happened. It's the foundation of the Christian faith. And without it, we would have no salvation. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, this is why this is fascinating. This is, this is a powerful passage. And of course, uh, uh, again, we see there all of what God has to offer. And uh, then also uh, a little bit more that we notice also is the importance of the Word of God. Can you continue to take us, Nathan, to the following verses? Sure. Uh, 18 and 19 provides us a warning. And God says, for I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the place that are written in this book. Mm. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things that were written in this book. Wow. Let me tell you, Nathan, every time I read that passage, even until today, my hairs stand up because uh, this is a serious uh, warning here. Can you talk to us a little bit about this? Well, there's no other book in the Bible that I know of that tells us that if you start erasing passages or you start adding meanings to it that aren't there, right. then it, it says you're going to lose your part of the book of life. You're going to die. It's basically, I mean, it's like there's a nuclear uh, radiation coming out of the stockpile and you disregard the warning on it that says don't touch and you walk in and get irradiated and die. And God says the same thing. Don't touch the Ark of the Covenant the same way. Only the priest could handle it a certain way. Absolutely. Being on a cart, remember, and King David was bringing it in the city, and it fell, and a guy reached up and touched it to stop yeah. it from falling, and God zapped him dead. He said he, you know, he touched it incorrectly, impurely, without reverence, and and this is what we're telling here. Just like the Ark of the Covenant killed a person who touched it, the God is warning us here: don't mess with the revelation of the Bible. And I would even argue the whole Bible. Don't subtract from it. Don't add from it. Just take it. It's the Word of God. It's what He wanted us to know. It's His complete revelation to us. Uh, obey it, listen to it, and follow it, but don't add or subtract from it. And, Nathan, and that's a very good point. Uh, sad to say today, there's also so many versions of the Bible that I think people kind of took okay. it into their own hands, and they're writing it as if it was any other book. And we come to find out we also need to be careful with that, right? I do, I do shudder, especially like the message, uh, even the New Living Translation. Right. I understand that they say they're paraphrases, and I totally get that. It's meant to help people understand the yeah. Bible. But I believe we really need to get as close to the original Greek and Hebrew as you can. Absolutely. Uh, you know, great. It'd be great if we could all do Greek and Hebrew. I can't do Greek and Hebrew. No. <laughs> uh, but that would be the ideal way to learn it. But we shouldn't be taking some of these versions or just... You know, the yeah. cotton patch Bible and some yeah. of these weird things out there that are adding and subtracting to the Bible. And, and we're probably deaf if we mess with that. Maybe not yeah. automatically, but something will happen. So 
So, yes, this is a, a warning from God himself. Yeah. Don't mess with the Bible. Yeah, so we're going to have a Snoop Doggy Dog version as I'm looking now. That, <laughs> really? Yeah, something. I think the worst is the Queen James Bible, which that, erases all the verses about homosexuality yeah. and sex outside marriage to fit a certain agenda. Man, that is evil. Those people fall under this yeah. warning and they will face judgment for doing that. And that's why for those that are that are part of this program, we want you to recognize this word of God that you have is reliable. It's faithful. We don't have to change anything to it. We don't have to add anything to it. Take it at face value. We take it literally. And Nathan, you have a saying that you say if the plain sense doesn't make sense. How is it that you say? <laughs> oh, the golden rule of interpretation. Yes, if the plain sense makes sense, don't look for any other sense lest you end up with nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> and that, that's a great point and this is why people they try to make the Bible supposedly easier more readable listen just read the word of God the way that the Lord intended it to be and the Holy Spirit will let you understand especially the book of Revelation right Nathan people think it's such a hard book and yet the Bible says there's a blessing there for simply reading it for listening to it right I, I cringe every and I hear this often often from preachers different speakers that say, well, Revelation is so confusing, and it's odd and scary, and people who study it are odd and scary, mm -hmm. and yet, like you said, twice, twice, it promises a blessing That's if right. you read this book, and it provides a warning. In other words, it's, it's such an important book that God says, you mess with it, you're going to die. So, <laughs> I think we need to take Revelation super serious, and, and pastors, if you guys are, are kind of flippant about the book of Revelation, if you don't find it important, Understand that Jesus Christ found it incredibly important. Mm -hmm. There are many red verses throughout Revelation that Jesus finds it important. Then shouldn't we? Excellent point. And even not only that, but also uh, there's individuals out there, and I like this, they're called Bible purists, and I didn't even know about that. But I think in a sense we should all be biblical purists where we uh, acknowledge that this is... Uh, some people today don't take the Bible literal. They, they think they, that only certain books were inspired. And they're sort of taking it upon themselves to say, well, this book was inspired and not that one. And all of a sudden, we're making ourselves higher critics. And yet the Word of God tells us, hey, don't put yourself in a position because anyone that changes this or adds this, you're going to be messing with God himself. Right. And that's why I really appreciate, Vic, that you preach the Bible verse by verse. You let the Holy Spirit speak through the Bible. You let the, it convict. I was uh, up in northern Quebec last week speaking at a Indian community. And I just preached from the Bible four times. And a number of the people come up to me and say, wow, you, you just preach verse by verse? And we don't hear stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, you don't? <laughs> I mean, they're like, wow, the Lord really convicted me about this or that. And I'm like, that wasn't even the point of my message. But the Holy Spirit That's convicted great. them where they needed to be convicted. And to me, that just blows my mind that, that we need to get back to the basics. And brother, I really appreciate you and Calvary Chapel and all you guys do preaching the Bible verse by verse and letting the Holy Spirit speak through His Word. Praise the Lord, Nathan. And, and we believe, of course, we're not better than anyone else, but it's just that we believe that the Bible was meant for people uh, to learn it simply the way it is and to teach it simply the way it is. We don't need to uh, add, we don't need to subtract, but like you mentioned, just letting the Holy Spirit open up the Word. Uh, you know, Nathan, when I was a baby Christian, I mean, I really just enjoyed reading the Bible. And I didn't really understand, I didn't go, I wasn't a Bible scholar, but just reading through the Bible continuously just changed my life. The scriptures have the power to do that. 
They do. Just, we just need to let the Bible speak for itself and uh, don't try to be clever with it. Don't subtract from it. Uh, don't, don't not teach all of it. Uh, I think it's very clear. And again, this is how the entire 66 books of the Bible end. It ends with God warning people, don't mess with my word. So, man, we really need to take that seriously. An excellent point. And Nathan, I know we only have a few minutes left, but maybe you can take us through those following verses there uh, as we wrap up uh, chapter 22. Right. Well, we end with the Apostle John who's recording all of this in the Bible uh, that, that he's getting from the angels that are coming to us and Jesus himself with the message. And he ends this. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with that is awesome, Nathan. I mean, I just love that he is coming quickly. And I believe, Nathan, now as we see God will prophesy being fulfilled all around us, that the Lord is definitely coming a lot quicker. <laughs> well, and he doesn't say this just once or right. twice, but three times Jesus says, I'm coming quickly, I'm coming back quickly, I'm coming yes. quickly. Now, obviously it's been 2,000 years, so when he says quickly, we're not translating it as quickly as the yeah, he showed up the next day. Mm -hmm. When he means when he comes, it will be quickly. Yes. In other words, when we live in our lives and then boom, all this stuff we're reading will start happening. It'll just be sudden. There'll be signs of the end times, which he gave us in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, which start leading up to this. But everything we read in Revelation, when it's time to come, it will come. It's great. I mean, you can see Apostle John has been so excited because he right. says, surely I'm good. He's like, hey, man, let him come, let him come. I'm so excited. And then he, he kind of sobers up a little and says, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And the entire Bible ends with an amen, which means let it be. Wow. And, Nathan, and that is the good news for the believers. You know, at the end, we win. This is how it actually wraps up. No matter how difficult life is, no matter how crazy the world might be today, this is what awaits us, right, Nathan? Excellent point, Vic. You're right. I mean, when we see the world's a mess, we know that believers in Christ have an amazing, amazing future ahead of us. We have to endure now. We have to share the gospel now. That's, That's right. why we were sent here. We have to abide and we have to keep watch for His return and commanded us to do all those things. But man, when you talk about the millions upon billions and trillions of years we have lived, these yeah, 80 to 100 years we may live is so minuscule in comparison. Our troubles will be forgotten when we go up to heaven. Ooh, excellent point. And of course, for those of you that do not have a relationship with Christ, of course, before we end, we always like to give an opportunity just to uh, extend an invitation to you. Those maybe that are thirsty, those maybe that are in need, those maybe that are recognized that you want to change, and, and maybe right now you're ready to make that decision. And uh, Nathan, will you be able to maybe give that person opportunity there on the other side, and maybe how they can start a relationship with the Lord, uh, even right now? Yeah, to get some of that thirsty sprite. That's right, or water. Or water from the tree of life. Right, right. Well, John 14, 6 tells us that Jesus says, I am the way, yes. the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. In other words, you can't come to salvation through Muhammad or Buddha or Confucius or your own works. None of that will get you to heaven. Only trusting in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, accepting Him as the Son of God in repentance. Pray from your heart. Pray something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus promises to do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. That's right. They will be forgotten, 
and you will then fall into the promises that we read here in Revelation, that you will be a child of God and live forever with Jesus Christ in the New Jerusalem. That is amazing, amazing good news. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, again, we encourage you to continue uh, to be led of the Holy Spirit. If you have accepted the Lord, hey, simply read through the Bible. We oftentimes recommend starting the Gospel of John and uh, just start there and let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. So it's an amazing program. So Nathan, again, an amazing, amazing time we've had in this series uh, in Revelation. Thank you so much for being part of it and opening up these wonderful scriptures to us. Well, you're welcome, brother. Thanks again for having me on. Uh, uh, awesome, awesome. And of course, uh, thank you, Nathan Jones. Uh, again, we thank you for being part of the program. And remember, keep looking up. The Lord is coming very, very soon. May the Lord bless you.